Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right, we're here with Wake the Bear Radio. This is, I think it's week 52, and thank you very much. I actually have the um, elephant in the room helping me technically tonight. Thank you so much, ladies, um, because both of my co-hosts are off uh, campus right now. And they're going to be calling in. Actually, Chris is calling in right now. She'll be patched through in a second. And uh, we're going to be actually getting back into um, all of the details that we have been going over for the past 53 weeks. It's amazing to me. Thank you, ladies, so much. It's amazing to me that we've actually covered so much material over the last year. I I was talking to Chris earlier, and I was saying, oh, my gosh, um, I'm a different person than I was a year ago. And uh, certainly... Uh, a lot has changed um, in the last year. So uh, we have covered a ton of material. We're going to cover some material tonight. I'm, I'm excited about tonight, even though the the actual, um, the actual, uh, let me see, hold on, is Chris here? Chris, are you on yet? You? I am. Can oh, you can, hear me? Yes, I can. Excellent. And uh, I think you're going to jump on Zoom as well so I can see your beautiful face. And, yeah, uh, well, my... Yeah, I can't do that. It says, unable to join this meeting because of the ID, so we'll have to scrap the Zoom. Scrap the Zoom. We can do that. Your voice is here, and that's what matters because we're on radio. Ha, ha, ha. Well, hey, welcome. Um, I know you're off campus, and so is Ron. Ron might call in, but I want to just jump right into it. I know that the... the um, news cycle has been a little eerie and slow lately. You were saying something about that, and I wanted to jump in with that first, and then we can get into the books we're reading and then the topics of the, over the last couple months. Yeah, it just seems that the news is all over the map. You know, usually you, you can pick up some themes and what is the narrative this week, and it just feels like there's a shoe that is going to drop that people are waiting for. And uh, even the news cycle isn't quite sure what that shoe is. I mean, there's rumors in China, rumors in Ukraine and Russia. Uh, There's um, things going on in uh, America. And then we have this hurricane coming in, and and it seems to be disrupting. It'll be interesting to see if it disrupts communication lines. And, you know, right now, Ian is about to um, hit land in uh, Florida, isn't it? And it's gone on to the West Coast on the Gulf side, and it is a Category 3 right now, but it's supposed to go up to a Category 4. So people are boarding up their businesses and their homes, and uh, they're evacuating. Yeah, we just... So we, they, said it, they said it was going to... Uh, it was They were shutting down the J6 um, uh, hearings because of it, which is so strange because, you know, J6 in Washington, D.C. Right. But they've, they've decided they're going to uh, shut it down and they're not going to uh, do any more of the unselect, unselect committee until after the midterms. Does that mean the storm is among us or upon us? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I actually, yeah, there was a prophetic person that actually declared that there, a storm would come physically and during this next week and that it would be redirected. So I, you know, I don't know if that's totally from the Lord or not, but I'm going to agree with that, that that storm would be redirected and we would completely miss um, its trajectory to be hitting Florida. I just declare that in Jesus' name. Yeah, Lord, you, we just ask that anybody in danger, you would just put your your uh, wings of protection around them and that you would care for them and for their family, for their personal items, and that you would keep people safe and that you would uh, de-energize the storm mm-hmm. and bring it back down to a lower category and even not even a hurricane at all. Amen. Amen. You know, the other thing you mentioned, there was, you know, you said wars and rumors of wars, <laughs> which that sounds like Matthew 24 to me. Uh, there will be wars and rumors of wars, Jesus said, um, but the t- end is not yet. And uh, But I think of um, the rumor that was going out um, that something would happen on the weekend of the 24th, which is the beginning of the Rosh Hashanah, which is the beginning of the Jewish New Year. And then, of course, we heard all these w- rumors of, of a potential coup in China and then mainstream media saying, oh, no, that's that's not real. And it seems like there's too much, too many reports for it not to be uh, something real. We know that China controls all of the media that goes, comes out of there because of, it's a communist regime. So um, there could very well be something going on. I've heard people say things like, 
well, maybe that's it's a, a, a fake coup or an attempt to like try to see who are loyal to Xi and who's loyal to the Communist Party. Um, that's some, some of the people are, have been thinking, you know, coming up with. But we don't know for sure. We haven't had confirmation, so independent confirmation is needed. But you know, there's there's definitely a storm among us. And uh, I, I, there was this uh, quote that was the one of the I think it was the German Chancellor was speaking. Um, before Parliament, and he said that on the September 24th, the, the people will remember where they were that day, like a JFK assassination or a 9/11. So there was all this interest, you know, an interest and buzz and hubbub on the the different comms that something was going to happen this weekend, and then of course that came through, you know, with China. Um, so people were wondering if that was it, but you know, nothing. We haven't anything conf confirmed, so. Interesting. Well, we did our own wag the dog reporting. We we understand that the media and uh, the government sometimes creates narratives that are not reality, and so it's it is hard to know what is really going on mm -hmm. in a place as far away as China. I mean, we've seen where they've um, they have Hollywood sets and they've sent pictures in the in the past of old episodes and said that they were they were going on right now. They right. Just things. So when we think about what is really happening, we really have to go with our discernment with the Lord. We have to have some spiritual discernment. We have to have some uh, the best sources that we can find. And uh, if there's a narrative going on in this administration and with mainstream media, you've got to be a little bit suspect. Yeah, there. They are, we are living in an age of deceit where the mass media are masters of deception and spin. And, you know, it, I, mean, I know it's kind of fatiguing to have to try to stay on top of it. I know that a lot of pastors and friends of mine are like, man, I just can't stay on top of all this stuff. And uh, how do you do it? And, and I just kind of tell people, listen, I'm, uh, I, I'm taking everything to the Lord in prayer. I'm asking God to show me what's, what to really focus on. I'm using spirit of discernment. Um, not everything that's going through is is real. Um, a lot of it is misinformation purposely. Sometimes it's, you know, even good guys giving purpose, purpose you know, misinformation out there. And it's just, you, you have to wade through it. But one of the things I do know is this, that the church is called to speak out against evil. Um, that's part of our job in preaching the gospel. And I know that you and myself have both been reading some recent books that kind of challenge um, the church towards that. What's the, what's the one you're reading right now? Oh, I picked up Mario Marilla's uh, book. You know, he's a local, he started out in the Bay Area as an evangelist and has seen a lot of revival going on in California. It's called Do Not Leave Quietly. And it's, wow. the thesis is that the church is, um, is supposed to be involved in every mountain of society and that the greatest existential threat to our nation's uh, staying, a nation that's a constitutional republic against Marxism, is uh, the Christian church. Mm -hmm. So we are the one thing that's standing in, in the way of Marxism. And with that in view, he challenges the church, what are you going to do when the days of, like Bonhoeffer, happened when if something like nazi germany happened what would the church do and we need to think about that beforehand mm -hmm. are we relevant are we going to take a stand or are we going to leave quietly that like they did in germany and that's where i got the title do not leave quietly if we don't have a voice in our uh society in our um districts our regions our state our nation then we're not really doing what the church is called to do. Right, and, and, and we're in, and I think we, we were talking about this earlier, we're in a multifaceted attack on every level of our society. Um, part of the reason that I think we're there, and one of the things that Eric Metataxas says in his book, um, The Letter to the American Church, is that we, we, have, we have given over all of the seven mountains of culture to a secular society, and that's part of the reason why we're, we've lost a stronghold um, of truth, and that the, the church can easily take back that stronghold of truth if we speak the truth. But if we be, remain silent, um, we're going to be held accountable. And in his book, he quotes Bonhoeffer multiple times. You know, he he wrote a 
gosh, a 500, 600 page book on the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. But he quotes him here in the beginning of his book. He says, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. And uh, that's kind of an, uh, an indictment on the church. There's a lot of churches out there right now that are not speaking out. They're not speaking out against uh, critical race theory, which is truly Marxism, Marxism invading our schools, invading, invading the youngest among us, um, the most vulnerable. Um, the transgender agenda and tacking. And, and I, I was talking to a friend just, just recently. They said, yeah, my, my daughter, you know, some, she likes to play sports and she's kind of a tomboy. And somebody told her, oh, well, maybe you're really just a boy inside. And I'm like, this girl's like, what, seven years old? I'm like, come on. That, whoever said that needs to be slapped. I mean, come on. I mean, not, not literally, but they need to wake up to what's going on. Um, there's an attack on our children today. Um, there's an attack, um, and the church needs to really stand up. And that's one of the things that, you know, the book I'm reading, Letter to the American Church by Eric Metaxas, is he says, you know, that, that during the rise of the Third Reich in Nazi Germany, the church had an opportunity to speak against the rise of Nazi, of Nazi Germany. And they didn't do it. And he, he was considered a hothead. He was considered, hey, don't rock the boat. And he really spoke out. And, um, and he went for like 15 years. And they, they, you know, he finally was executed because they, they, I think he was actually a spy against the Nazi Germany, Nazis. But he, um, but he really put his money where his mouth was and said, listen, we're, our job is to fight tyranny. Our job is that you know, Satan is the greatest tyrant and we're, our job is to f push back against the evil that's going on in our culture. And, and this Nazi regime is against everything the church stands for, and we need to speak out. And that's going on right now. All these things that are going on that we listed, you know, CRT and this, you know, this, this, this um, sexualization of children is, going, is against everything the church is, should be, you know, it, it's against everything we stand for. And the church has to speak out. We cannot remain silent. We will be held accountable. And that's basic thesis of his book so yeah, and i think that's why we're talking about it right now is there's this, an urgency um i think in the air to realize we are at a tipping point and we cannot afford to just say well let's see how this thing plays out because silence will determine how this thing will play out uh, i just think it, we've used the mount Carmel, uh elijah and the prophets of jezebel of baal um, analogy before, but we really are, and I just want to speak this out over the airways to the church, um, we really are being asked that same question that Elijah uh, said to the people of Israel during the time when they were just watching uh, people being sacrificed, child sacrifice, they were going away from God, and they were had a very perverted and distorted society because of the queen, and a very feckless uh, king, King Ahab, and and the statement that Elisha said to the people was, "How long will you halt between two position?" And the the word was as though the nation was lame; it couldn't walk steadily on two feet. Mm. And so, how long will you halt between two position? If Baal is God, serve him. If if Yahweh is the Lord, then serve him. Mm. And then he made the great statement, the God who answers by fire, he is the Lord. And they built an altar, and God showed up. And that's where we are as a nation. We cannot afford to stay silent. Uh, and we are the hands and feet of, of God in our society. We are a Jesus with skin on, a hands and feet. And so it's important that we are relevant in every subject, in every mountain of culture, whether it's government or education, business, or the family mountain, whatever it is, media or arts and entertainment, we have got to show up. And that includes the mountain of religion mm -hmm. that says that Christians don't have, they shouldn't be political. Mm. Well, um, yeah, and, and one of the things that was interesting, I mean, he quotes Alex, Alex de Tocqueville, the French uh, writer, historian, philosopher who came over to America and, he, and uh, early on in the beginning of the founding of the nation and said one of the things that he saw in this nation was it was a deeply religious culture. They were deeply reliant on God. And that was what made us stand out to all the, from all the other nations around. And um, one of the things that's, you know, 
that God has given America is we carry the torch of liberty for the world. And um, if we do not, it's, 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 a, it's a huge burden, responsibility. God's chosen this nation to carry liberty. And, 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 and as broken as it is and as messed up as it is, it's, that's our call. It's not, and it's not, you know, that being chosen, he, one of the things he says in his book is it's not like you, um, you it's never something to be celebrated that we're, the, that we're that, like, like we, we won a contest or anything. God chose us because this nation realized that it, our, that our greatness does not flow through our blood. Our greatness flows by acknowledging the blood of Christ, that, that, that he is the Lamb of God. And that's what this nation was founded on, is this belief that, that if we honor God, he will bless our nation. And he gave us the job of, of uh, pr- you know, protecting liberty all throughout the world. And we have moved away from that. And like you said, you know, Marxism, you, know, you cannot, the church is the greatest threat to Marxism. Marxism cannot take over unless it's, it, 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 it controls and shuts down the church. It silences the church. And that's what's going on right now is we are seeing a massive silence um, going on throughout our culture. I mean, literally pastors preaching about, well, I don't want to be political. I'm like, dude, abortion is killing children. That's it's everything that we do has a political justification or a political correlation, everything we believe. And see, this is the difference between like China China, they say, oh, yeah, you can go to your building and you can do your little worship ceremony thing. But when you come out, you are a, you are a control, uh, you are a subject of the state. And you, we don't want you that to affect how you, uh, the rest of your life. And that's what, that's the same thing being demanded of us today with this whole separation of church and state. It never was meant that we would not have our, our belief, our deeply held religious convictions, be, that they wouldn't affect the public square. And, uh, but that's what is, that is what a lot of, um, Christians, a lot of pastors, a lot of churches are believing. And it's a systematic silencing of the church and it has to change. We cannot continue, um, to be silent or we will be held, um, we'll be held responsible. And the last thing I was going to say is that, you know, he, he talks about his book there's a bunch, it's a great book. I'm not going to go into much further, but he calls, we redefine what the word gospel means. We say, well, we're, we don't want to be political because we, for the sake of the gospel. Well, the gospel is that Jesus died for all of our sins and he forgave us and that we are all broken sinners. And you have to repent of sin to actually come to Jesus. You have to say, I repent. I change my ways. I'm sick of my sin. I, I repent and turn to God and for, for salvation. Well, if you say, if you're not allowed to talk about any of the sins of our culture, then how are you going to call people to repentance? Repentance from what? You know, repentance from the wayward ways that we've been living, the, the, the destruction on our culture, the destruction of people, um, greed and lust and all of these various things that control and destroy humans. So, I, you know, I think, yeah, that, I, go ahead. I agree. I mean, I, just, I remember in Isaiah 59, um, the Lord is speaking through Isaiah and he says, um, then the Lord saw it and it displeased him. And he was referring to the, the evil that was in the land that wasn't being addressed. And he um, he saw that there was no justice. And that's really where we are in our nation right now, that we can't seem to get justice for the innocent. We uh, There just doesn't seem to be a true rule of law. And he saw that there was no man um, that was willing to stand in the gap as an intercessor and I do think we have a, a praying church that has arisen, but uh, I just want to address pastors right now. I, I do think that there are some things that people are wondering. Um, if, if you don't speak up, I honestly think that many in your congregations, uh, they are, they're going to believe that you don't care. I think that you are ignoring your duty and your power to stop um, what has been persecution in the church by not saying, no, we will not um, be silent, we will not close down, we will not uh, stop singing, we will not stop worshiping. Uh, so pastors are supposed to protect the church, and there are many pastors that just complied. It's one thing after the two weeks, but once, once they began to realize what was going on, the protection should have come up and there should have been an active voice. I honestly think that'll seek a replacement if yeah. pastors do not change 
And I think government won't allow you to meet, remain neutral. You're not going to, you're going to have to take a stand. This thing is going to get hotter before it is resolved. And pastors have got to determine which side are you going to stand on? Are you going to stand for the church and for God's righteousness? Or are you going to try and stay silent and watch, um, watch the Jews go off on the, the train to the concentration camp? I mean, that's the analogy. And finally, I think you're in endangering um, the souls of believer who um, are thinking that it's okay to be in a mindset of the left, that mm-hmm. kind of wokeism. I don't use that term very often, but that that uh, it's okay to be anti-life, to be pro-abortion. It's okay um, to be part of the transgender agenda. So people need to know what is evil and what isn't. What is God saying about issues and what isn't? Or I honestly think he's going to be removing some pastors. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because, you know, it's like if you don't speak out, um, then what, there's, what happens is, is people, the people think, well, maybe God doesn't care about that if the pastor doesn't care about it enough to speak out about it. And so that's that's what's basically being communicated. So... Well, you want to jump in to the various topics. One of the things we want to do this week is we're, we're looking back at the year and we're saying, hey, look at the things we've covered in a year. Man, gosh, haven't we covered a lot, Chris? I mean, we have covered a lot of ground. And it's been. Yeah, pretty, and I think the reason we want to do that is so that we see where have we come as a nation. As we pick topics at Wake the Bear Radio, we really were uh, seeking the Lord and we saw that we were, we were fighting this thousand front war. And it might have seemed like we were all over the place, but the reality is the, the war is all over the place. It's in the schoolyard. It's in the businesses. It's in the families. It's, uh, it's in the hospitals. It's in the churches. It's everywhere. And so when we, we chose our topics, we felt that they were relevant, that California, as the, where, the bear that needs to be awakened, yeah. um, needed to know about these things. So, yeah, let's go for it. Well, I, I think we left off uh, show 18. We went into show 19, which is basically the attack on children. Um, the show 19 was that the, how, um, how children are being, uh, there's a war actually waged against our little ones, um, whether it's killing them in the womb, um, praise God for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, but but trafficking trafficking them. I mean, um, I'm still waiting for that movie, The Sound of Freedom, to come out by uh, Caviezel. But it's basically all about the human trafficking the, uh, that's been going on, and it's that's been being uncovered. And um, there's just a multifaceted attack on children to warp their self-image, to um, to in- indoctrinate them with radical ideologies, inject them with uh, you know uh, injections they don't need, which the scientists say, well, they don't. Kids don't actually have the the VMAT. They don't actually have the the gene that care, you know that causes them to get sick from Corona. But we're going to inject them anyways, and uh, with a in, you know a non uh, not fully uh, tested you know injection. Um, so there's a, definitely a war going on. Um, so we talked in that one. That week on show 19, we were talking about Dress a Girl and um, Loads of Love, H2O. Um, Ron Powers, our co-host, um, he actually works with a group called H2O, His to Offer or Water. And they do also work with a group called Dress a Girl, and they will actually give uh, dresses to um, girls in foreign countries. And a dress, a good, a nice dress, will actually keep um, traffickers away from them because they think, well, that someone cares for this kid, so therefore if we take them, they'll be, they'll be missed and therefore um, we'll get caught, and so they don't. And so one of the major movements out there um, that Ron is involved in is Dress a Girl. Pretty amazing. But it, it really was amazing. So we spent some time talking about children and the attacks on them, and we went uh, the following week, we talked a little bit about how the military was being used as a guinea pig. Yep. And the requirement of vaccinations and how strange that was. Was this a, a, an intentional uh, demilitarizing or weakening our military by making the, the top soldiers sick from yep. um, possibly the vaccine? So the requirement was there. I just want to bring up, too, that last week it was very quiet, but the Marine Corps, uh, they revoked their... Um, the necessity for Marines to have vaccination. Praise God. So, 
so they've uh, gone the other way, but they were very quiet about it. So this whole, uh, what we saw was not a healthy thing uh, mm. back at SO20. Thank God they have revoked that and that the military, hopefully it goes into all the services and yeah. the military academies. Yeah, and I, I know that there were multiple legal um, battles going on, multiple lawsuits that were filed. I know that uh, it was, I think it was Pacific Justice Institute filed um, a, law, a lawsuit against all five branches of the military. Interesting, we don't hear any of that. And then when they, you know, they demand everybody get it, but then when they when they renege on it, they don't put that on the front page, and it's like, oh, you know, and we barely hear about it. So praise God, we need to we need to celebrate the wins. That would be a win. I mean, obviously, um, making our our military sick and uh, and decommissioning a bunch of them because of their choice to not take a, an experimental jab um that weakens our defenses and uh, that's that is not good um that is not good at all so i'm glad we covered that on week 20 how about 21 well we actually uh, talked about um Pat patel patriots uh, idea about devolution which was um a talk about was the administration that's currently in power uh, the biden administration were they really um, still in power, or was there a two-shadow uh, government going on? Yeah, that, and then we, we mentioned uh, Kim Clement. He gave a prophecy, uh, gosh, maybe uh, seven years before Trump ever ran for office, that there would be at one point two presidents, that there would be a, two, you know, how can that possibly be two presidents? He's like, I don't understand, but this is what God revealed to me. There will be a time where America will have two presidents. And Patel Patriot actually talks about all of the things that, um, Trump did and, and all the changes he made to his cabinet before he left office and a bunch of the executive orders and how they seem to fit that somehow he put the military in charge after he left and that's a great um, Patel Patriot is a great uh, if anybody wants to check that out there's some really great information there a lot about China in that one too yeah uh, and then we talked to the next week about our local guardians of youth and we really wanted people to get involved in Santa Cruz activism and to know that there are things going on at a local level. And so we highlighted the Guardians of Youth movement in the Santa Cruz County area for the children and for schools and that uh, we're going into the Office of Education and the school board meetings trying to get some things changed, especially for the mandates, both of the masks and the vaccines, where there was no choice. For the children at that time, they, right. they wanted to begin to at least allow parents to have some say in what their children needed for the school environment. Yeah, that was a great week. We had Jacob B. on here um, with Guardians of Youth, and and, and there was a, definitely a movement. We, we spoke out. There were multiple um, protests that happened in our town, and uh, they were sizable, and they were loud. And uh, I think the, um, the school board heard us. They may not have liked it or agreed with us, but at least they heard that people were not okay with the direction everything was going, and that was in con you know in concert with what what's been taking place in Sacramento with all of these bills. There was like twelve really horrible bills that were attacking school choice and parents' rights, um, one right after another, and it was really atrocious. So that yeah, was it. Was important too, I think, to have that solidarity in our community because parents. Uh, I mean, there it's such a strange thing that it's like, what do we do? Um, our schools aren't supporting us. And so that led us to the following week. We actually interviewed Christy Lozano, who was um, one of my friend's daughters who was running for a... Um, she ended up running for school board in Santa, Santa Barbara. She was uh, a Santa Barbara school teacher that exposed the agenda of CRT. She found kind of the back page in the teacher's guide of how to groom their students yeah. uh, for transgenderism and um, promoting racism and uh, uh, really trying to take control away from the parents. Yeah, it was, it so was password protected. It was yeah, password protected. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. He was on Fox News and we um, being interviewed and it, it was national news coverage that so we were able to get her on um and it was really exciting to hear um, that exposure coming out. 
Yeah, that was, Christy Lozano, that was an amazing night. Uh, you know, when I look back on this, I think, you know, uh, people might be saying, hey, why are you guys covering every week? Well, there is um, 50 weeks of amazing content that is on our webpage, wakethebearradio.com. Um, we'd love you to go check it out if any of these topics are like, hey, this is amazing. I want to read more about it or want to listen more about what you guys talked about. I encourage you to go to our website, Wake the Bear, um, wakethebearradio.com. You can also listen to past shows here on KSEO. Um, so you can look our webpage as well um, to, to access um, shows. Um, okay, how are we doing? What's, uh, what's the next one? Well, we moved to the subject of Ukraine, and remember we had Ukraine on fire earlier in the year, but this time we had John Mark Dugan oh, on yeah. the show, and he, uh, he exposed the Nazi Azov battalion fighters that were in southeastern Ukraine, and so uh, we talked about the humanitarian hoaxes that were there and how the news that we were receiving from mainstream media quite often was not the news that he was living he was um embedded with some of the russian troops yeah. in some of those regions that were russian speaking that are uh, territories of ukraine right now it's interesting that russia's trying to annex them out and the news seems to be from the perspective of russia that they want to be annexed out of ukraine and so here again we're seeing this um, news come back up that was this week yeah, it was interesting. We we had read and learned about the Azov Battalion. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, obviously there's a propaganda war going on with, with Russia and Ukraine and the United States, and it's really hard to know exactly what is actually happening out there. But we did, do know this, that in 2015, the United States Congress um, declared the Azov Battalion to be a, a, a terrorist organization, an international terrorist organization. And so when Putin says, hey, one of the things I'm doing in, in Russia, I mean, in Ukraine, is actually denazifying it, um, that's partly true. Like, and, you know, John Mark Dugan calling in from Russia, and, and then he went into Ukraine, and he was actually going around on the ground and, and showing us how there is a active, like, not, these aren't just like neo-Nazis. These are actual Nazis left over from World War II who, who went into and inhabited Ukraine. And it's interesting because all the money that we've been spending in Ukraine just blows my mind. I mean, I looked at the number today. Um, yesterday, the United States Congress actually... Um, provisionally approved 12 billion dollars more to be sent to ukraine that's on top of the 40 billion we've already sent so 54 billion dollars are being sent to ukraine and i'm thinking to myself man like what couldn't we use some of that money to like put a school resource officer in every single high school and to stop shootings in america like there's so many other things that that money could be going to but we're just pouring money into a, a country that on like the scale of corruption is like the third most corrupt country in the world according to independent research and we're just dumping money into this puppet guy Zelensky and I I mean it, it's hard to know what's going on there but um, gosh it just seems like you know the pay to play thing is acting when we got a, a president a resident who has a children that were working with Ukraine and on the board of their uh, you know completely you know with no background they're on the board of their um industries of 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 power it just it, it just seems okay there there's something going on here and we need to really look that, that you know that movie we kind of we cited the wag the dog movie remember the wag the dog movie yeah <laughs> yes it was a holiday uh hollywood version of the presidency so it was really a uh, a spin uh, from Hollywood on what the, was going on. They used Hollywood sets and they convinced the nation that they were going to a fake war to do certain things on that particular movie. But we, uh, we tied that in because the narrative on Ukraine was so confusing um, and the discussion of the Ukrainian corruption and then we were giving them money and uh, we, we did it for several weeks because we also talked about the whole Hunter biden laptop right and if that were true then uh, why weren't people why wasn't the fbi investigating that and what was really going on with the money laundering situation with burisma and uh, other situations in ukraine was were there biolabs was there violation of human rights by uh, the ukrainian azov uh, battalion and so, it, again, we only know what we're being told. Right. 
it's all a movie and it feels like it's all a movie. I mean, I was looking on, I know when we were trying to log on at the church to use um, our Google accounts, it would come up and say, stand with Ukraine. Everything was stand with Ukraine and I pray for Ukraine. I'm like, how about we pray for both sides? Like, we don't really know what's going on. That's let's, you know, it, it was all one-sided. It seemed to have a, a very clear agenda that this is the right thing to believe. And, you know, and I, you know, I, I look at myself back in the day when, you know, when 9-11 happened and we went into Iraq, I was like, yeah, we need to go in Iraq. Like, like we were, we were deceived that there were weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. That was a, we, that was a, a, a pretense for going in. There was a, and I, you know, a lot of my liberal friends were like, Hey, yeah, we're going in for oil and all these other reasons. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I, I flipped on that. I used to think, you know, that, that we were fully justified. And now that I've, what I've learned, what I've learned and researched independently in all different um, places, I, you know, CNN and all these major news networks were just basically creating a story for us to all believe. And, you know, there's some truth, but half-truths. And, you know, and marching us into war and getting all the American people to believe on it. And I'm just really concerned that that's what's going on again right now. And it's weird because even my liberal friends who were against the war in Iraq are now for us, you know, stand with Ukraine and because Putin's so bad. I'm like, I, I, yeah, Putin's a bad guy. He's an ex-KJB, but... How much are we really hearing here? Are we really getting, uh, uh, you know, both sides of the story here? And I don't feel like we are. Yeah, and I think that's why we did the following um, two weeks later as we progressed. We, we saw that there was a real importance in having an art of discernment and that it's, it's easy to try and label people, categorize them as black hats or white hats or gray hats or, and what was the rubric we were supposed to use? I mean, we weren't even sure who were the good guys, who were the bad guys, who should we be giving money to, who should we be withholding money from, uh, how much of this are uh, we responsible for? Is our government doing some dark things that we need to have exposed? But obviously it's not going to come out from them. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the importance of uh, having an ear to the Lord and being able to um, ha get discernment from him yeah. um, and hearing God's voice regarding a matter, yeah. especially um, with the, the confusion of the news. Well, and pray for peace. You know, pray not just for Ukraine, but pray for peace on both sides. Pray for God to, if they're, there obviously are dark forces manipulating this whole thing. And it, it does feel like the elites are pushing us towards war and every, you know, war is horrible and and the people that suffer the most are the weakest and these elites send off the children of the poor to fight the wars for them and that is evil um, and we got we got to stand against that and we need to we need to be awakened and be open and understand what's going on i even look at like for instance um it was yesterday that they approved 12 billion dollars more for Zelensky, and he said that's not nearly enough the u.s could do better and i'm like oh my gosh like <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, this is a man who owns a three or three to four million dollar property in Florida, and wow. he's uh, he's accusing this nation, who is very generous, uh, with not giving enough. I just that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, I saw a meme today. He's on the phone. Zelensky's on the phone with Biden. Going, hey, where's my money? He says, Hey, man, I'm hiring eighty-seven thousand new IRS IRS agents to get you the money. Just give me some time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, then we got we, we got into um, the art of discernment. That was a big deal. Um, that that one of the most important spiritual disciplines we can have right now is discerning what is really going on and how and what we're to do to step up and fight back and to speak out. You know. Um, that was a big deal. I think we were on like the U Ukraine for a while, 27, 28, 29. We're all about um, Ukraine on fire. We even had uh, the guy that made the movie Ukraine on Fire on. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And I think that was important so that we saw what the his historical record was about Ukraine. It's uh, It was, I mean, okay, honest truth, I had to go check out what were the borders of Ukraine, I, I couldn't quite, I knew where it was from playing the game of risk, but I didn't know all the modern um, borders and the strategic places when we first started hearing about Ukraine. So hearing the historic perspective of the color revolution of 
Ukraine and that uh, how we have taken people out of power, right. our U.S. government through agent, the CIA and through interference. Um, we've taken duly elected governments out all over the world, right. and one of them was Ukraine. And that we were part of that color revolution uh, and putting Zelensky into office um, for this time. And so we have some responsibility in the poor management that they have right now in Ukraine. Yeah, they were talking about uh, wars that were fought where you, where Ukraine was actually on one side and then they switched allegiances. They were like against Germany and then in the middle of the war, um, or you know, they were f uh, with Germany and then in the middle of the war they switched to, to Russia. And so Ukraine has been like this buffer state um, that kind of plays both sides to try to get its best, in its needs met. It's almost like a needs of survival. It's like they're in a place of survival. So they're, they're having to do that. Um, but that, yeah, that, the history of that movie, um, Ukraine on Fire, was important. I mean, obviously there's peppered here with different propaganda from different sides, right? So you have to look at everything with a grain of salt. You have to really use your discernment. But I think that's the key that we've been really focusing on with Wake the Bear is that we need a church and we need a people, we need Americans to really be discerning, like like to be awake, to sniff it out. If it doesn't smell right, read articles from both sides, read the arguments from both sides. Don't just believe the massive, you know, six mega corporations that control 95% of the media in this country. I mean, that's one of the reasons why KSEO is so important. It's one of the second largest um, radio, independent radio show, radio stations on the West Coast. Um, so we need independent radio stations and independent media, and we need to not just poo-poo it if it doesn't align up with you know, what CNN says. And uh, we've got to be able to be able to be to discern and wade through information and find out what is actually the truth here. Yeah, that's so good. And as the spring kind of progressed, we, we talked a little bit more about um, the vaccines again as that was coming up. And uh, there was um, a man named Dr. Brian Artis that we had on our show yep. who did a, um, a, an analysis of what was in the vaccine. And he actually found traces of snake venom. And that was going out to many different mediums. Uh, news media uh, broadcast, and so we had him on the show to say, what are, what are you talking about? Can you explain to our listeners about this snake venom thing? And uh, he released a film called Watch the Water and explained uh, really that there were some things in the vaccine and in the virus itself that uh, had, had a make venom-like configuration. Well, well the, the sicknesses that people were having were very similar to people who had been bitten by serpents or by snakes. And uh, it, I feel like that that show, we, we went two shows on that and really got into it. And I haven't really heard much follow-up on that. And I'm wondering where, where it's at. We should come back around with that one. Um, hey, you know, uh, Chris, we actually have a caller. Oh, looks like we had two callers. Um, do you want to take a caller? We got ten minutes left. Do you want to take a caller? Absolutely. And, all right. I'm I'm on the board. I'm a newbie, so I'm, hopefully I'm, I won't drop you because I got you locked in. But let me take this. Looks like it's on line three, and um, it's T. So how do we do that here? We just click this button right here. Oh, Alec, you're amazing. Alec, our engineer is in here. All right. Hey, uh, T, you are on Wake the Bear Radio KSCO with Brandon and Chris. Um, how you doing? What's your question? What's your uh, comment? Are you there? I can't hear. Mm, let me see. Hold on. Oh, it says it's on air here, right? This little button here. And is the volume not up? All right. Let's. We're gonna get this working. Up oh, there we how go. Now? T, how you? Can you hear hear, yeah, we can hear you now. T, go for it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, you. I really. Um, you caught my attention when you're talking about uh, Ukraine. Um, I think a lot of people are just not really looking into this they're just um looking at just how it appears and i think there's a lot more to this than appears on the surface um and i think we really have to be careful looking at the old you know knee-jerk response the you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend um which is not really always the case I mean, look at the situation with afghanistan and the soviet union that uh 
you know, we were helping the Mujahideen against fight against the Soviet Union and all that. And then, wow, what happened afterwards after, you know, all those arms and stuff that we'd given to Afghanistan and that kind of came back to bite us, didn't it? Yes, it did. Great point. Yeah, and um, I'm just really concerned as well about the, I don't even know how much it is now, well, we're probably getting close to a trillion dollars that's, that's gone out there. There's, like, no accountability. I mean, Rand Paul is, like, the only person I've heard just says, like, hey, I'm not saying to not send the money, but we kind of need to look at really where is this going and, yes. and do accountability. But just think about how that money could help the people in the United States. Yes. And uh, I just I just think that the Europeans should be the ones that w are really doing the majority of the uh, – uh, assisting for for Ukraine and and um, you know I don't know I just I just not really comfortable with what's been going on with this. Yeah, T. They're I mean they're closer. They have more to lose, and they can actually send teams in there to find out what's actually going on. Right. I think the number yeah. the number now is as of August 11th, um, it was 54 billion, and then yesterday approval of 12 more billion. That's 66 billion dollars. Interesting number. 66 billion dollars going to Ukraine so far as of tomorrow as of yesterday. Yeah, and the um, the thing is that, from what I've heard, um, Ukraine is like one of the most corrupt countries in in Europe, if not even beyond Europe. And you know all the shenanigans going on there with Hunter Biden and uh, um, you know all that stuff. It just it just seems like there's, like I said, I think there's a lot more to it than just a simple thing of like, oh, Putin attacked Ukraine, so we need to like start sending billions and billions of dollars out there to help them. Well, yeah, and then one of the things, T, that I uh, we had talked about, and I think it was week uh, 40, we talked about the 16-year uh, plan to destroy America, which was mm -hmm. uh, being passed around for a couple of years there. Bef um, uh, and, you know, it's obviously a uh, theory, that this, but one of the, the theories was is that the elites would create a war with, with um, Putin and use that as a way to destabilize the nation and destabilize nations. And, that, and we've, we've seen that happen over and over again with world wars. They're used to destabilize nations, and the weakest people suffer the most, and you can move things around and, and accomplish your tasks that you're trying to get done if you're an evil person, and we've you know, seen that happen. So, yeah, great comments, man. Thank you for calling. Yeah, and the thing real quick, we're, we're kind of playing with fire, too. I mean, considering the... Uh, um, you know the what the hypersonic uh, gl uh, glide vehicles that they have now, and the you know just the nukes and everything. And I, I don't know. I, I, I just um, I'm not I'm not comfortable with this. Well, and and we know like verbatim that Russia is like the second most powerful military in the world, and China's yeah. catching up. So why are we believing that? Oh no, that Ukraine. We sent them some missiles and a bunch of money, and they're all of a sudden f stopping this most powerful one of the most powerful militaries in the world. Uh, I don't believe it. I think, I think we're, I think we're, we're hearing a bunch of spin. So yeah. yeah. And the last thing I just wanted to say is, um, again, I'm not supporting Putin or anything like that, but I could kind of look, take a step backwards and see that, okay, if Ukraine had become a member of NATO and all that, and we started putting armament and missiles and stuff in there, that's kind of the same situation the United States was in when the Soviet Union was putting missiles in, in Cuba. Cuban Missile Crisis, um, yep. Yeah, so I kind of see that, yeah, Putin would probably not be very comfortable with, uh, with that. Really great point. Really great yeah. point. Well, we need, to, we need to be discerning. We need to be in prayer. We need yep. to uh, pray for peace and that our that yes. exposure of darkness would come out and that, the, that we would see... Um, yeah, if there's a war happening, we we don't get it. Right. I just no, let's pray against war. How about that? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and keep bringing up the stuff about the the, the vaccines as well, because that, that's also a whole other topic. But that's another whole other thing. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, T, and please call yep. back again. Um, and Will do. God bless you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, that's so good. That was a good conversation. You know what? One of the things we need to do is uh, there is a military-industrial complex that has driven warfare for um, centuries. And it's, if you follow the money, uh, what is really going on? You know, I, I mean, I just think of during the war, there were, um, in our nation, the companies that were building our tanks were also helping build the Sherman tanks yes. in Germany. 
and they were benefiting both sides as far as they were benefiting from the war. And there are quite a few people who they make money during war they do, and human crisis. And when people are driven out of their area, when there is a, um, an influx of people across borders, there are people that are put into advantage with that. And it also takes eyes off of the game that um, what, it, what is it that uh, we're trying to, that we're supposed to be distracted from. Right. I, and so it is very real threat. I don't mean to downplay that, but there, it's a complicated issue. Yeah, we need, we need to de-escalate violence. We need to de-escalate um, the aggression. We don't need to throw fire on it. And I, I'm just really concerned that that's what's going on as we're we're fighting a proxy war through Ukraine and, and, you know, and there's evidence that multiple level, multiple levels are government and various um, senators and representatives and presidents and speakers of the house have um, vested interests. Um, uh, they have a, what's the word? It's a conflict of interest in what decisions they're making. And it's a, it's a very dangerous game that they're playing. And so, we just need to continue to pray that God will um, bring peace. Um, we're running into the end of our hour. Um, we're on KSEL Radio on Wake the Bear with Ron and Chris and Brandon. Ron is off-site tonight, but Chris and Brandon are here, and we're glad you're here. Um, got two minutes left. We had one other call. It looks like it got dropped off. So, um, yeah, we got how – about, how about we say a prayer? What do you think about that, Chris? I think that that's an excellent idea. I think that whenever we unify in our spirit – together uh, and we have so many people listening on the radio that it's powerful and i just i also want to give a a message of hope i think we have everything we need in christ and in the um the heart of americans to turn this thing i agree i agree and i believe if we come together we will see a great awakening spiritually and for uh, the morality of this nation yeah, and, and I want to remember that Sean Foyt had a couple hundred people in Times Square this weekend worshiping God, let us worship, in the middle of Times Square. It was a childhood dream of his to lead worship there in the middle and make declarations over this of our country and over that that state. And and I just agree with those. He's saying that the, the spirit of death is over, that the spirit of life is here, that Jesus loves this city, he loves this nation, and we need to turn to him. And so it was a really powerful um I had a friend, actually, we have a common friend who was uh, on the ground there, a young couple uh, that was part of that. So just excited to see. And the answer that here is, and I'll wrap it up with this, you know, Jake Lang was on here. Uh, we had him on twice. The first time he was talking about we need to push against marches and we need to stop it. And this last time we had him on, Jake Lang calling in from federal prison, he said, the only answer is God. This nation needs to turn back to God. So, Lord, we just pray that this nation would turn back to God and that we would see a, a mighty overturning of darkness and your light shine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Yeah, and we just say, too, that, uh, Lord, you're going to outlive America, but America will not survive without you. So That's we right. just ask for mercy, and we thank you that you have an answer this to every single problem that we face. 